The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. I'm your host, Janine. This is the Get the Funk Out show. And I have special guests coming on in just a moment. Stephen Mookney from 11H Entertainment. He's the owner and operator of a very vibrant entertainment company and travels around the world doing all kinds of amazing events. And we're going to talk about his passion for music, how he got into music. Uh, it's an incredible backstory, very moving. So please welcome Stephen Mookney. Hi, Stephen. Yeah. Hi, how are you doing this morning? Great, great. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. You know, I heard about 11H Entertainment, and it was very interesting. I wanted to find out how... Well, let me just talk about your whole backstory into music. How did that happen? Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> so let me start out with, um, I think the direction I'd like to head with that is um, when I was two years old, my mother was diagnosed with MS. Okay. Now, that was 40 years ago. And um, at that time... Uh, the only, key, the only understanding that they had was that it was no other disease that was happening in the body. And so they really didn't have a solution for it at all. And so she was on probably 20 to 20 plus medications three to four times a day. Wow. Yeah. And uh, as a child growing up with that, knowing that she was diagnosed when I was two, by the time I was five to six years old, she was already bedridden. Oh, my gosh. And... You know, to, as a child, to be able to cope with that um, and to try to understand what's going on where there are no uh, diagnosis for it within the medical community, uh, we were left with having to deal with it ourselves. So I realized at that time, I actually turned to music um, because in our family, my father was a concert violinist. Um, I grew up... I'm. 75% Polish, 25% Ukrainian. So in okay. our house, it was always Polish music, which is always happy music on, right? Sure. <laughs> so, um, you know, my mother, not knowing, very powerful woman, by the way, very, very powerful woman, and uh, being basically, um, you know, put to a bed and not being able to do anything with that, um, she, you know, actually turned to music as a way to uplift herself as well. Let me ask you, excuse me one yeah. second, we're interrupting. When you say powerful woman, is it that uh, in her personality or her work life or just everything? Everything. Okay. Every, you're talking about a woman who is very dynamic. She was always, what I, when my parents got married, like uh, the only way I can look at it is as videos of when they got married, right? So yeah. uh, we had film of them and they had 500 people at their wedding. Whoa. It was insane. <laughs> it was wow. Like, and they had, it, um, they had it at the church hall, and it was slammed, and everybody came. Um, but that's just who my mother was and mm -hmm. my father. My mother was big, though, in the community. And so for her to get MS when she was 26 years, you know, she, I think it was when she was 26 is when she was diagnosed. It's so young. Oh. Yeah, it was very young and uh, somewhat devastating because they didn't know what was going on at the time. Mm -hmm. so. But, uh, you know, we used music at the time uh, growing up as a way to be able to celebrate and to be able to uplift. And with that, I ended up, um, you know, I think by the time I was seven, eight years old, 
I remember every weekend Sunday would come and they would come out the new top 40 list, the top 10 songs. And I would always be buying the singles and going out and always knew my music, always on top of it, loved it, always turned to music as a way to be able to just really just enjoy life um, and be able to experience things differently. So you can't, I bet you can't even imagine your life without music. Uh, No, no, that doesn't even exist. (laughs) Did you think, did you have visions when you were little of what you thought you were going to grow up to be? Oh, I always wanted to be an artist. I always wanted to be the one singing. I remember getting the songs, and I remember my sister coming in the basement one day, and I was singing, and she, you know, she was just like, you can't sing, and I'm just like, (laughs) I love what I'm singing. It doesn't matter what you think, right? Good for you. Good for you. Because I was so into music and so into the artist, and whether it was a slow song, sentimental, something romantic, something that was just uplifting and powerful, that was... You know, that was who I was, and I just, I love singing, so. That's great. You know, and the yeah. thing is, sometimes when people say that, they knock you down, and you, and you think, I'm never going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But you went the opposite direction. Right, and, and I'm not a singer. Um, I use my voice as an MC, mm-hmm. and I've been blessed with that. My father was an engineer, but he had a very powerful voice. <clears throat> so. Nice. His power came out in his voice, and so I was able to, obviously, as a child, to emulate that. And um, the first event I did was when I was in junior high. I was uh, vice president. We put together a, a school dance, and it was a Christmas dance. And we just, we had the best time. It was the most attended. It was just wow. across the board. It was so much fun. And that was my first taste as being an MC and being able to use music and my voice to be able to inspire people to really experience something uniquely different in life. And uh, at that point, it was just like, oh, I love this. Wow. You got the bug. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. And what did you do after that, after you graduated high school? Um, I got into real estate, Mm -hmm. um, started taking some crash courses, and uh, bought and sold homes. And uh, from there, I actually was already in doing events. So I started up an event company, and we started with... uh, you know, typical high school dances, junior high dances, and then from there uh, started doing weddings and corporate events, and it's been my life all the way through. Wow, look at that. Mm-hmm. And um, your family, are they involved in music at all? You mentioned your sister didn't think you could sing, but I'm just curious what well, you think of your whole career now. No, actually not. Okay. Um, I'm the only one that uh, continued to pursue it. And, uh, but I love it because it, in, it involves organization. Like when we do an event, it's not just about the music. It's about bringing people together, mm-hmm. right? So um, I think that goes back to, once again, when I was younger, the feeling of exclusion, right? As right. this is who I am as a child growing up and in a school to where none of the other kids had parents that were disabled at all. And... Uh, you know, there was a there was a feeling of being excluded to a certain degree, and then also watching my mother be excluded because she was in a wheelchair. Right? People didn't That's know how sad. to handle yeah. that. So, yeah. you know, when I would go to a basketball game, I'd be in the game, and I'd watch my mom come in in a wheelchair. She was the only one sitting on the side of the stand oh, in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, with that, I was able to really. I mean, our whole thing that I do right now is about. It's really about making feel everyone, everyone at an event is included mm-hmm. in what's going on, that there is no separation. Nice. 
And that is something that I took away as a child because it was very painful to watch as a child, to watch myself, you know, from a, uh, how do I say this, from a internal process, mm-hmm. realizing how different my experience was from what other people were experiencing, as well as what my mother was experiencing. I know my mother wanted to be in the stands, not sitting next to the stands. Sure. Sure. And so same thing at events. When I'm uh, producing an event or designing out music for an event, it's always about how am I able to have everyone have the opportunity to be involved. Well, you have an incredible, incredible empathy because of your childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see, I think you're seeing it from so many different perspectives, not just from people that are able to get up and dance, from everyone. Right. And I would say that now, you know, if, Someone's got a choice of entertainment at an event. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to choose between a DJ or a band. And, you know, a lot of times the biggest response we get back from people as they watch other events or as they participate in other events compared to what we do, they, they just have so much fun at the events that we produce. That's amazing. And with that, I can only look at it and say, well, I don't know what everybody else is doing, but this is what I do. And I think it comes down to a perspective of, we really want to make sure that everyone gets infused into the experience. Mm-hmm. And as long as people are infused in the experience, their level of enjoyment, uh, being able to just put away everything else that's going on in the world and just get into the moment is like so powerful. And that's really what I strive for in everything that I'm doing. So That's great. Can you give me an idea of some of the events you've done, I, I know it's hard unless we're there, but give me, give me a sense of what they're like. Wow. All right. Well, how about if I tell you about an event that's coming up? Go ahead. I'll give you the process. That Fine. That would be great. Right? Okay. So we have an event that's uh, coming up for us with MPI, mm-hmm. so Meeting Planners International. And they, Cheryl called me up. Oh, yeah. Cheryl Lynn. Uh, yes. Uh, Cheryl Lynn, she's with, you know, Beautiful Life Productions. Yes. Love that name. Right? Yeah. So she calls me up, and she is on the committee of this. And there's another Cheryl involved, um, okay. and she is with MPI. She's the president. Mm-hmm. She calls me up, and she says, look, we're doing this event, and we'd love to have the infusion experience. And I'll explain more about that later if there's time. But okay. we'd love to have the infusion experience participate. But more so, we'd love to have you kind of guide us in what will make this event the best that we've ever had. I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot to that, but where, do, where are we at right now? And they said, well, we're going to be at the House of Blues in Anaheim. Okay. And is that enticing enough for you? And I'm like, absolutely, I'm in. Sure. So what's the focus, right? And so they were going to have a rock and roll theme. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not us, right? And it's just, and that theme kind of wears out very quickly. Right. That if we want to really get people involved, let's bring the community together. Let's bring people that are normally not part of this MPI organization, let's bring them to this event and let's go outside of our boundaries. So that being the core of who I am and how I operate, it's been a great expansion for MPI as an organization because normally when an organization puts on the event, it's about that particular organization only. Well, this happens to be a fundraiser slash silent auction. Oh, nice. So with that, opening up to the community is a win-win across the board. It gets other people that are in the community to be able to come out and to be able to see what their organization is like. And they get to celebrate and have a good time. And what I have found is that if you want people to remember things in a very positive light, 
it is the, the, the best way to be able to do this is let people have fun. Sure. Let them get engaged. And so that's exactly the scope and the scale of what we've done. So much so that Cheryl, both Cheryls have called me up, but Cheryl, the president of MPI, called me up last week, and she said, mm-hmm. I have never had so much fun in the whole process of planning an event than this one here. This awesome. has been so much, and this has been, you know, four or five weeks we've been at it. And uh, so what we created was a rock star party. Wow. You get to be a rock star. How cool. And with that, you get to invite your fans, your groupies, you know, those people <laughs> that are, you know, just coming out just to experience the event itself. There's so many different levels for people to be able to participate. Nice. And that's really uh, the excitement that I have about this particular event coming up because it's really a culmination of all the events that we do and the thought that we put behind is how do you get everyone to feel that they're a part of that experience? Mm-hmm. Not just showing up and not just watching, but really get to experience it on an experiential level. That's amazing. Yeah. What's some of the feedback, if you want to share some of the feedback you've gotten on some of your events? <laughs> That's great. So I'm laughing because uh, last year we did Herbalife, uh, their big gala, oh, yeah. for the um, first time. And I remember Margaret uh, came out to see us a year prior to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she came out to another event, and she actually drove an hour. It took her an hour to get to us, and she was only five minutes away. And it turned what? out to be one of the days. It was raining. Oh. It was just it was brutal, right? And, but she came with her daughter, which was really great to be able to check us out. And you have to understand, Herbalife does something like 1,000 events a year worldwide. Whoa. And she came out to see us, and we were doing the infusion experience. Um, and this is where you have um, the best of both worlds. So you've got live musicians infused in with a world-class DJ. Nice. And it is, oh, it's so amazing. I love it, I love it, I love it. But this is the thing. She comes out to see it, and, you know, she's like, I've seen so many different acts, so many different things. Um, I'll probably be there about five minutes, and then, so please, you know, just understand I'm going to get in and get out. <laughs> sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, she was there. She was watching, and uh, an hour later, right, she's still there with her daughter, and, um, <laughs> you know, her daughter was giving us requests. We were putting in requests, nice. you know, to the DJ. It, it, like, change on a dime. We were changing things up. And after, you know, she says, okay, I have to go now, Um and she said, I love this. This is amazing, and I want this to be special, and it's going to be for our gala that we do, our big gala once a year that we do, where we bring in people from all around the world. Wow. And I want them to experience something different, that they can go back to their country and back to their people and talk about this, and they won't be able to get it anywhere. And she goes, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. Amazing. Yeah, and that was so cool. So we ended up doing their event, and uh, she was on stage dancing, and we have her on <laughs> video just going, this is the most amazing party, the oh, most amazing event. And the, and the thing was, is because they had so many people, the language barrier did not matter. Right. We just had that place, just so much fun, people dancing, partying, just having a great time. Awesome. And the thing was, is that normally, she said, People will be in at 7. It's been a four- or five-day conference. Mm-hmm. They're normally out by about, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. They've, it's, it's a tiring time for them. It's a, it's a culmination, but we want them to stay and have a good time, but the fact is most people are going to leave early. And um, we played until 11.30, almost 12 <laughs> o'clock, and the people were not leaving. No. They yeah, want to cut was, loose. They yeah. want to cut loose. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. So with that, um, you know, 
that's that's, that's awesome. an example. That's yeah. awesome. You know, because the theme of my show is get the funk out, and there are so many people that have such heaviness in their lives. You know, they're mm. they're on this roller coaster ride, and it you know so many ups and downs, job loss, whatever it is, personal relationships, and to come to one of your events and just be able to just shut the door on that. You mm-hmm. know, turn off the phone and just just let yourself go. Yeah. And that's what I've heard about your events. Mm, well, thank you. That's great. Yeah, and, you know, give you an idea, too. We just did a, uh, a party during uh, the holiday season. The company was celebrating, and they had um, 80 people mm-hmm. at it. And uh, they called us up. It was over at Pelican Hill. Okay. They heard about us. And uh, the woman called up, and I actually thought it was a joke. She booked us within about 10 minutes. Right. right. She wow. said, I'll be sending a check, done. 80 people, right? And I'm just like, wow. So we get in to do this event, and we really took time to figure out what they've had in the past. And they've had some great entertainment companies there in the past. And I'm like, wow, 80 people. She said they're 40, 50, 60-year-olds. So there's not going to be a lot of dancing because we get out of breath within the first five minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, right? <laughs> so we end up going... I end up uh, going to meet with her. We sit down. We have a conversation. We really start designing out musically and energetically what's going to happen and what they've experienced in the past, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and really just really getting a full scope of what we'll be, you know, stepping into. And she ended up bringing us in. And during dinner time, we created this, uh, how should I say it? We had an viol- electric violinist. Nice. Right? During dinner time, come in. He stepped on stage, played mm-hmm. his first song, and just captivated everybody. Beautiful. Which was great is because no longer were people just eating their food and music was the background or, or elevator-type music. Captivated everyone. And then from there, the next song that came in, we had the, uh, we had the flute join in with the violin. Ooh, and it nice. was... At that point, we then had three of the top management people came up, interrupted what they were doing, which was cool with us. I've never seen it done before. Yes. But started talking with the electric violinist and what he was doing, how he was doing it, how amazing it sounded. And this is something where people have spent an extraordinary amount of money on other entertainment in the past. Mm -hmm. I felt so honored that they would come up and, you know, be there and interrupt what our, you know, what they were doing. Right, mm-hmm. And to be able to be so enthusiastic about it. And that is a sign to me. It's we're taking people, that's getting someone in the moment, right? That's taking right. all of the distractions that are there in life, the cell phones, the everything else that's going on in life, the family, and to be at an event and be so enthralled in with what's happening yes. is what was, it touched me at a very deep level because that is the is just the pinnacle of what it is that I do. Well, you know what's really nice is that you're not just there to play music, just not just, you know, just spin spin tunes. You're just you're there to really captivate and engage people. And uh, there's so many times I've been to events where it's just music and they're not even focused on the entertainment. They they couldn't care less, so they just can't get themselves away from their conversations and their iPhones and and you're really captivating them. Yeah. And that's the exciting part. And I, and I truly believe the, you know, you talked about get the funk out, right, mm-hmm. and the difficulties that some people have, and they're not able to let go of those difficulties. Right. I couldn't have any more of an extreme situation in my life as a child growing up with my mother having MS. My mother was in the hospital at times, and, you know, we didn't know if she was coming out or not, whether she was 
going to die. Mm. Those kind of things as a child is just very, very difficult, very difficult. And, right. you know, I look at it and I say, I've got two ways to be able to deal with this. I can either, you know, stay in that and let that be my crutch for the rest of my life, or I can do what my mother did, was just be an example of living life on the bright side. That's great. Yeah. I was going to ask you, did you ever find yourself in such a funk or you were just so down as a kid because of what you're going through? Mm. So it sounds like the answer was yes, but you looked to your mom to, you know, her strength to bring you out of that and continue on. Well, yeah, you know, and and I'll say this, um, to my mom's blessing, right? She was such an optimist. Mm -hmm. And even though she couldn't walk, even though, you know, and I'll tell you as a child, so for, you know, for your understanding, there was times where I, I had to brush my mom's teeth. Wow. Right? I had to sit my mom up. I had, you know, all of those things. When I say bedridden, I mean, to the time where she couldn't move her arms, she couldn't do things, right? So we had in-home care for her, but that was only for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And there were times to where that was, as a child to me, so devastating that I'm having to take care of my mom, but it was all that I knew, right? I didn't really know any other way. So I was able to use that as an example of, you know, in my life now, looking back and just going, wow, that was devastating. Mm -hmm. I could stay in that devastation if I want to and stay woe is me, or I can look at my mom was not only in bed, couldn't move, couldn't do anything, right? But she had three phones sitting next to her. And what would she do? She would be on the phone talking with other people. She would be inspiring other people, Ugh. right? And so with that, she'd have, you know, the, the bed next to her wasn't, you know, there. It'd have to be cleared at the end of the night for my dad just to be able to join her in bed, <laughs> right? Because she'd have all her paperwork and everything, like, right there next to her, all organized, all mm-hmm. systematically set up. And... You know, if the MS Society was having an event and there was, you know, seating for 500 people, 400 of those seats were filled by her. Oh, my gosh. And she was the constant promoter. She was the person out there coming outside of herself and from her situation that she was in, always living in assisting other people to show up and to be their greatness, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is where, as a child, I got to see that all the time. Right. My mother was all about laughter. You know, I would go to the hospital to visit her mm-hmm. as a child. She was never in her room. And we would be walking down the <laughs> hall looking for our mom because she wasn't in her room. But she would be by someone's bedside. Oh, my or goodness. she would be there. So she's there to have to deal with her own stuff. But right. she was always there to assist other people. Oh. And when I see that as a child... I just, it's so deep for me mm-hmm. as, um, you know, it's just being able to see how I've been able to incorporate that all into my life. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. What strength, you know, and I can, I can just envision my, I had a grandmother who was very close to, and she didn't have MS. However, she had to go into this uh, care facility because she had broken her hip. And when she got better, she was there helping the older people that were living there permanently and it kind of reminds me of your mom in, in a small sense, but um, that's an incredible personality your mom had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me, do you have any advice for people that are in a funk? I mean, that's kind of a tough question, but y- you were able to really rise 
rise up and keep strong? Ah, you know, I've had many, many very, very low moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think anybody that is dealing with something that is uh, that profound in life, as life and death, as as a child, um, it's such a loaded question. So... That's okay. If, yeah, if you're yeah, kind of you know what? So what I would say to that is that what I've been able to do is, first of all, um, do a lot of, um, I use music, number one. Okay. I find music that's uplifting. Okay. Um, I find positive ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm going in internally and understanding what my needs are. Right. right And listening to myself in more of an empathetic way. And I've done a lot of personal work. So I've done a lot of transformational gates, you know, workshops to where it's really about understanding more deeply who I am and the part that I have played as a child in my mother's dis-ease. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And so with that, I married a goddess. Mm-hmm. So that always helped. <laughs> so, Where'd you meet and, your goddess, by the way? What was that? Where'd you meet your goddess? <clears throat> where did I meet my goddess? Yeah. At a vegetarian restaurant back nice. in Michigan where I grew up. I was living in Arizona at the time, traveling back on business, and she walked in and I was, uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, she's too young. Um, and I was 28 at the time, mm-hmm. right? So I thought she was at least 16, 18 years old. I'm like, oh my Yikes. gosh, you know, no good. Turns out she's 28, same age as I am. Oh, wow. Um, we, I was born on 5'11". Mm-hmm. She was born on 6'11", same year. Amazing. And um, with that, it was so cool because on the first date, I asked her to marry me. <gasps> Really? Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, and it wasn't like planned, right? It was just like, oh, my gosh. I was like so enveloped in the moment. Mm-hmm. And we, our lives had paralleled each other so much. And um, then it was a week later, she asked me to marry her. And then the following week, we were formally engaged. And wow. the rest is history. We've been married for 18 years. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah. And um, just, you know, just such a blessing in my life. That's fantastic. Yeah. You have kids? Two boys, uh, 15 and 13, and uh, we homeschool, Mm -hmm. so that is uh, a very fun thing for us, and uh, we actually have them in a homeschool study course, which is how to raise a leader. It's a Thomas Jefferson method on how to raise a leader, Nice. and so with that, it's been great for me to understand as a child that if I look at, most people end up recreating their childhood over again, and over and over. And so when they end up getting married, they end up marrying into the same situation. I was blessed not to have done that. I've wait, done wait, wait, so much... wait, wait. Could you explain that? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you mean they, you, mar- you recreate your situation? You mean recreate your childhood? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you were looking to, like it be- made you feel more childlike when you met your wife? No, no, no. No, actually... Um, and I'll give an example. What I'm experiencing now in my adult life mm-hmm. is nothing even close to what I experienced in my childhood. Okay. And so with that, um, what's the best way to be able to put this? Like I look at my boys, mm-hmm. and I have never, I never knew what it was like to have a mother that was fully conscious of, 
fully functional, fully alive, and thriving in life. It just, you know, yes, with no pain, yes. no suffering. Right. Right? Yes. That just didn't exist for me as a child. So now I have two boys, 15 and 13, amazing lives they have. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely amazing. They just, their enthusiasm for life and their connection, their understanding, their empathy, they're just, they're so grounded. That's wonderful. And I, you know, truly believe that that has a lot to do with the steps that I took along the way to not recreate what it was that I had to deal with in my childhood. Right. No, I follow you. Absolutely. So instead of changing the situation, I was able to evolve the situation and be able to transform it into something completely different. Do you think you've created a life for them, the life you, in some sense, wish you had as a child? You know what I mean? Like, they're, ha- they're having this mm-hmm. life that you think is, is, is what you had, but even better. Yes, and I will say that it had to deal with a lot with my wife as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just... And when I say goddess, I use that in the utmost respect and uh, heartfelt and energetic level of a woman is just she is functioning and living at such a high level of vibration. It is just, it's incredible to me, right? To be with someone in that level of vibration Mm -hmm. is phenomenal. And I believe my mother was, but the fact that she, you know, know, got MS Mm -hmm. and she wasn't suppressed by it, right? right? She wasn't taken down by it. And that was her thing, is that she's going to walk again. Yes. Even though she wasn't able to, she was going to walk again. She was not going to let this dis-ease get her down and get in, in the way. And she was an inspiration in her community and even outside of her community. So when she passed away, I'll never forget, we went to her funeral. And when we went to the cemetery, the, uh, the director over there had thought that, someone as a mayor or someone of that nature had passed away mm-hmm. because the processional was so long. There were so many, and we had oh so gosh. many people coming up to us at the funeral, just going, your mother stopped me from committing suicide. Oh, whoa. Your mother <laughs> was such an inspiration for me that it caused me to look deeper into my own soul, into my own self and to see what it is that's inspiring her to, you know, someone who is bedridden, someone who does need help, and, you know, to inspire mm. other people at such a profound level. I mean, that was at her funeral. I mean, it was just unbelievable. People from all over the place came in, and we had no clue who these people were. Sure, sure. So, people who your mom knew and she was talking to for who knows how long, and wow, that's heavy. Yeah. Stephen, we're going to take a quick break, okay. and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to Get the Funk Out, and my guest is Stephen Mookney from 11H Entertainment. We'll be back in just a moment. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You're listening to... KUCI! 88.9 FM. Irvine, Irvine, Irvine. Friend us on Facebook at KUCI-FM and Twitter at KUCI-FM. KUCI. Talk, music, and more. 
You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm your host, Janine, and this is the Get the Funk Out Show, and we're back with this week's guest, Stephen Mukney of 11H Entertainment. So, Stephen, you started 11H Entertainment based on your experience in high school? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you started that when? Uh, what do you mean when? when did, how long ago did you start it? So 11H got started, I'd say about 10 years ago. Okay. What did you do before that? Oh, real estate. I, well, I was doing real estate prior to that, and but even with that, entertainment has always been there. I've always, I've always had an entertainment company. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, I, I was actually in Arizona for about ten years, and I sold that company, and then moved out here, and then I did consulting uh, with other entertainment companies and other businesses, and then I ended up getting back into the entertainment field. Um, because of the Los Angeles Sports and Entertainment Commission, Kathy over there called me up and asked me if I would MC a, a YPO, Young Presidents Organization, right. uh, Emmy party. And yes. it was for about 2,000 people. Wow. And so that kind of brought me back out. <laughs> I just, I love it so much. That's great. And I just got the buzz again, and it was about, okay, I'm stepping back into this, and it's just, it's so much fun. Beautiful. Yeah. Let me ask you, how did you come up with the whole formula for your business? Because I noticed you have um, different people that are part of the component that make this infusion experience so powerful. Yeah, so great question. And I love live music. Always have loved live music. I love, you know, and especially, you know, growing up, always listening to the top 40 artists that are out there. Always love the original hits. I always loved going mm-hmm. to the concerts, hearing them sing. Nice. And uh, what I love about, you know, a DJ, though, is that I love the original song. Right. What I don't like so much about the bands is the bands put their own kind of twist on it. So I thought there's got to be a way to be able to bring both of these worlds together. And so about seven years ago, for uh, Glendale, um, what is it, City of Glendale, it was about 1,000 people, 1,100-person uh, event that we put together for their holiday party. And I wanted to try it out to see if I can merge these two worlds together. Okay. And so at that event, it was such a huge success that I ended up really just starting to dial it in and understand more precisely what needs to get it done to re- really reach a higher level um, of entertainment value. Nice. So I ended up at that point uh, just working out the kinks in it. And it's really taken some time to be able to do that. But what's unique about this is that because you've got the DJ that already has the music that is already designed and it's out there on the market, mm-hmm. uh, bringing in a drummer slash percussionist into that, and then having someone who does wind instruments, as Catisse does, which is going to be the flute, the sax, he does keyboards, he's able to beatbox and play the flute at the same time. Wow. Absolutely amazing, <laughs> right? And so what happens is that it is an opportunity for these guys on stage to collaborate together in an environment to where it is natural, it is organic, and it is spontaneous. Amazing. And what happens with that is that they're actually filling into the gaps into the music, and it is an amazing experience. So on stage, these guys are infusing into the music that the DJ sets the pace to. And we'll go from... Top 40 to big band to Motown to 70s, 80s, 90s, country, whatever it is, there are no boundaries to what we can do. How cool. And that's really exciting for me because as an artist, you know, a band is going to have boundaries. They're going to have a set playlist, a set playlist where they're going to come to an event already predetermining what's going to happen. 
We don't do that. I love walking into an event and not knowing, just have a skeleton of what's going to happen, basic interest in music. Yes. But other than that, we, we won't know what song is going to be played. Sometimes it could be 30 seconds to a minute before that song ends that's currently playing. We won't know what that next song is going to be. Nice. And our goal is to be able to have people in the moment, to be able to have people so present, so jazz, so juiced that they just oh my gosh, what's that next song going to be? And it's, and it's never the same for us. Every event we do is 100% different. We oh, never nice. play the same songs in a row. We don't have certain sets that we do. Um, and it is literally getting people, and it keeps us on our toes too. Nice. Right? So, Very cool. Yeah. Tell me about what's Power of Two. I noticed some people who are involved with you as well. Power of Two. Yeah, so they're, uh, they're um, a soon-to-be husband and wife team. Oh, nice. That's... They're all about, how shall I say this? They're all about connecting, right? And that's why it's the power of two. It's interesting because 11H is very similar to that. The 1-1 in 11 mm-hmm. is the 11, but you don't get, until you make a connection, there is no stability. And that's the H. Okay. So that's the 11H. Right. So uh, Jalen and Brittany came to us, and they love working together. And they're a powerful team. And with that, they're one of the options that people can have when they're booking entertainment with us. If they want someone, uh, male, female, that's working together, mm-hmm. that's very powerful, that can connect. Sometimes men will connect better with women, and women will connect better with men. And so with them, you have the power of two, and you've got, you know, someone, you've got two people that can work as an MC or as a DJ, and they can get out there and do um, very powerful work with a group of people as well. That's great. And they met... While they were heading to Broadway or something? They met in a show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Great, great story. Two people that are truly in love with each other. Oh. And, you know, that's what it's all about for us. If you're doing what you love and you love what you're doing, the whole world comes to you. It's my philosophy. Absolutely. Absolutely. How does the infusion experience differ from other types of entertainment, would you say? Well, the response that we get back from people is that it is absolutely unique. And people come, they cannot believe. When they start under, well, first of all, when per- people first see it, they can't understand what's going on, <laughs> right? It, it becomes like, okay, you got a DJ up there, but then you got this guy who's drumming, and yet it, it, everything's infused together. Mm-hmm. The, the production level that we have for it is absolutely, it's one of a kind. I know that Margaret had said from Herbalife, out of the thousand events that they do a year, that this is the most unique entertainment experience they've ever had. Wow, that's, that's quite an honor. Absolutely. Ooh. And so with that, we get to show up. And David Tatera, he's um, on My Fair Weddings. He does weddings, very high-end weddings as well, all over the world. Mm-hmm. He first saw us when we were on a show last year in January. And we came out, we just did our first opening. And I had to meet the couple for the first time on the dance floor. Never met them before because we were their surprise. Oh, Wow, and he, you know, he's someone that will take someone that's going to spend fifteen, twenty grand on a wedding and blow it up to spend, you know. And by the time you're all said and done, if they were to spend the money themselves, it would be a quarter of a million, a half million dollar wedding. Wow! So we became the surprise entertainment act for them, and he had heard a lot about us prior to, so he was very anxious to see who we are and what and how we show up at an event. And I remember walking out there, meeting the couple for the first time introducing ourselves, and within about 20 seconds, uh-huh. the dance floor was completely packed. 
Beautiful. And I was standing off to the side watching and just going, oh, this is so much fun. I love this, right? And David was standing there. I could see him just watching. He turns around out of the corner of his eye. He saw me. He looked at me. He nodded like, great job. Then he came over to me and he said, I've never seen anyone do anything like that before. Wow. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, you get, you're doing entertainment acts all over the place. Great entertainment. I mean, they've got good entertainment on their show, as well as just, you know, regular acts that they provide for their top-end clients all the time. He said, yeah, he says, but I've never seen anyone do it so eloquently, so, uh, just so easy. And people wanted, you know, people wanted to get up and just come out to dance. He goes, I've never seen it done so smoothly before. Beautiful. And he says, and that, and that infusion experience is nothing less than amazing. I love you guys. And with that, at the end of that event, he actually gave us a huge plug on um, best entertainment he's ever had on a show. And the success of the party was due to the infusion experience. To me, that's a huge compliment because that's coming from a guy who actually designed out the whole party and all the different elements and all the different aspects of it. Amazing. Yeah. You... (laughs) You obviously love what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky. I you really lucky. am lucky. You, you yeah. are. I mean, how many people can say, I love my job. I love, you know, working long hours. And the other day when we, when we spoke, I think you said you had like just a few hours sleep. But you love what you do. Yeah. And that was after Thursday where we, we were uh, doing an opening for a, a new venue. Mm-hmm. And they wanted dancing to happen. Yet... At every one of the functions that they've had in the past, because it's kind of a social that's happening, uh, people are just coming to check out the facility, it isn't set up and structured for people really to dance. Okay. And we came into that event and just tore it up. I mean, people just dance and partying and having a great time, and we structured that. And, it's, and how, you, how we structure things and how we put things together is what makes us so unique, because we're not just... You know, you ask the difference between us and a band or us and mm-hmm. other entertainment. We're not just about the entertainment. We're about the collective. We're about the whole. We're about the community coming together. And if I would just come in just as a band, just do our thing, it's hit or miss, as most bands are. Right. But with us, every single time we come out, we show up in such a big way, and we exceed people's expectations because we're, n- we're looking outside of our box. Sure. Right? And I'll go back to... It's about inclusion, mm-hmm. right? This is about people being included, not being excluded. And when you talk about get the funk out, and you talk about people and, you know, the difficulties that they might have, what I was able to do to a core was be able to reach out to people in the community and get the assistance and know that there are other voices out there that will be there to assist me to be able to help me at a time where I felt like I was alone and secluded from the world and no one really understood what was going on. Right, right. right? And that's no different than really what's happening in the events that we do. So that's just a core way of being for me mm-hmm. that it, it hasn't always been easy either. You know, and, and like I said, being married to a goddess, someone who <laughs> truly understands my emotional needs and what I'm going through She's able to really hunker down and just say, okay, what's going on? I'm noticing something happening. I'm mm-hmm. just, and I'll have, you know, still as, as an adult, I'll have situations that come up or people that approach me in a certain way that I immediately draw upon more of a childhood-like experience, and I don't know what to do with it. 
Interesting. Right? And so with that, I'm able to have people around me and surround myself with people that are not just about the fluff, not just about, oh, everything's great, everything's wonderful, Mm -hmm. but really to assist me and guide me through a deeper meaning and understanding of what my needs are and what somebody else's needs might be that could be getting in the way of truly experiencing someone on a deeper level. And I think people walk around with a lot of facades. Oh, I think yeah. people walk around with a lot of cover-up going, you know, and they walk away, they walk around being with certain ways that they feel that support them to be able to just make it through life right. as opposed to really thrive in life. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we all, a lot of people have a hard time relaxing, letting go, and, you know, and like I said earlier, there's so much heavy stuff that goes on in our lives, and... You're not there to just, you know, spin music and and that's it and just collect a paycheck. No, it's never been that way. And those events I don't take. Um, (laughs) Kind of sounds crazy, but I always have, you know, when I go back and I'll look at a, you know, at the history of the events that I've taken, they've always been events that have challenged me. They've always been events that have challenged the people that are coming to me because they want to you know, have their community experience something different. And I say community, it could be their business, it could be, um, it could be a wedding, it could be uh, a social situation. But people are always wanting, you know, it seems like in my life, mm-hmm. wanting to experience something uniquely different. And yes. they want to be able to celebrate. They want, and, you know, they've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, and they want something uniquely different, to, uh, you know, to occur for them. Wow. Let me ask you, how many events are you doing over the course of a year, let's say? You know, quantity is uh, not my thing, and it never has been. Okay. Um, so I don't know. It sounds like you're busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we do a, we do a lot of events, but you know, I just um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't sit down and count how many events we do a year. But you're pretty busy. You're, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is absolutely. It, are they mostly in LA, or are you traveling all over? You know, the cool thing is with this infusion experience because we are so unique in the world right now with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to be able to say that with, and I'll just say that with, with all the different styles of entertainment that are out there right now and all the different types of entertainment out there. Um, and there's so many good things. To be able to be considered to be great at what we're doing, such a joy, mm-hmm. such a joy. And so we're now traveling all over the country. Um, yes. And we have other uh, opportunities right now coming up out of the country uh, wow. to be able to go and perform. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Any last thoughts before we wrap it up for today? Last thoughts. And if not, you can just throw out your website. And yeah, you know what? Uh, so I want to thank Cheryl Lynn from Beautiful Life Productions for you, introducing me to you. You know, she was on my show. We talked about Pledge 20. Oh, really? People getting out there for at least 20 minutes a day and a lot of motivated people because of Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she is phenomenal. The first time I met her uh, was just a matter of three weeks ago. And she and I are just, yeah, she's just awesome. She's great. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome great. woman. So, she is, yeah. Yeah, and if people want more information about what it is that we do from an entertainment aspect, they can go to infusionexperience.com. So there's no E. So it's I-N-F-U-S-I-O-N-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E.com. Or if they want something on the corporate level of us to get involved with, they can go to 11h.com, or if they want something or, on the social more. level, yeah, <laughs> but wait, there's more. Um, if they want something on the social level for weddings, uh, social events, and things like that, they can go to 11 h 
www.entertainment.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great having you and talking all about your business and how you got started and very inspiring. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me as well. Have a great day and I'll be in touch. You as well. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Get the Funk Out. That was special guest Stephen Mookney from 11H Entertainment. If, to find out more about being a guest on the show, you can always send me an email to Janine, that's J-A-N-E-A-N-E at KCI.org. I'll be back here next Monday hosting Get the Funk Out at 9 o'clock. And up next, Cure for the Blues with Sheldon Abbott. Have a great day.